Welcome to Awesome Movie Year, the podcast where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. My name is Josh Bell, film critic and writer, and I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Jason Harris, filmmaker, comedian, curator of all things good and wonderful. Oh, that's that's such a nice, a nice little title you have for yourself. So we are looking back uh, both at an awesome year for movies, which is 1996, and at our season on said awesome year for movies, 1996. It was our fourth season, and this is our epilogue where we kind of take stock of what we talked about and what we didn't talk about in this season in our various categories uh, that we go through. So as we've said, every year is an awesome year for movies, and every year is full of awesome movies that we can't fit in. We could have just spent the entirety of our whole podcast talking about one year, and we don't do that. We pick a lot of different years. So there's always a lot of interesting movies that we did not talk about. But if there was one year that we were going to do, this would be my pick for the year. As I have told you before, I think this is the awesomest of movie years. It is a pretty awesome one. And in going through the list of things that we didn't talk about, there's tons of stuff that I think is great, that it would have been a lot of fun to to go over. Uh, we started our season talking about the biggest movie at the box office, which was Independence Day. Some of the other major box office hits in the top five in 1996 were Twister, the first Mission Impossible movie. And I know Jason is a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Michael Bay's The Rock, as well as the Disney animated movie, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I've never seen and is kind of a forgotten Disney animated movie, but uh, apparently was very successful. Yeah. And I don't love all the uh, Mission Impossibles, but that last one was just, uh, man, so good. Fallout. I love that. Um, but, uh, but as, uh, I know Josh, you didn't really uh, care for Independence Day, but Dave and I just had a blast rewatching it. So, uh, and actually oh, yeah. we are recording this shortly after the uh, July 4th holiday. I almost watched it again on what? Independence Day. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I think compared to, I, I, I do like the first Mission Impossible. I think those later ones really take things to a whole other level, but that first one is pretty Pretty entertaining, so I, I probably would have enjoyed that more than Independence Day. But Independence Day is is fun. It's a fine, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look when when we look at like, especially in the two thousands, what become blockbuster champs. This is a way better, more ambitious, more interesting film than a lot of those. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, so for our debut feature episode, we talked about Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket, which uh, I definitely do not like. We had quite a quite a spirited discussion there. Um, But Wes Anderson, even if I'm not a fan, is certainly a a very notable filmmaker. And that was why we went with that. But it was a great year for debuts. Another Anderson, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, his first film, Hard Eight, which I actually just rewatched recently uh, to write a piece on Gwyneth Paltrow in the 90s. And she's fantastic in that, as well as John C. Riley, Philip Baker Hall is a really good movie. Yeah, Um, I remember Philip Baker. I haven't seen it since uh, I watched it. I mean, it was tough to track down even you know, years ago, but, um, uh, yeah, Philip Baker Hall is, is a very standout in this one. And John C. Riley is uh, one of these kind of quiet stars, um, that just keeps making great stuff. And Gwyneth Paltrow has gone from famous actress to a vagina candle lady. She has. And that was, that was kind of, uh, the, the central idea in what I, uh, what I wrote about her, but she's great in that and great in a lot of nineties movies. But yeah, but, but you're right. This, I think of all the, uh, categories, we had so many to choose from so many good first features. Keep going, Josh. Yeah, there are. Um, 
The other one, along with Heart 8, that we almost went with was the Wachowskis film Bound, which I love is fantastic with uh, Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. Uh, Nicole Holofcener, who I also think is great, her first film, Walking and Talking. Nicholas Winding Refn, who I'm not a big fan of, but definitely has a very strong following. His first film, Pusher, came out. Um, Alexander Payne, who has made a lot of great films. Citizen Ruth was his first film. And uh, a couple that, that Jason, I know that you were big uh, fans of that uh, maybe me less so, but I know you love Greg Matola's The Day Trippers. Of course, we talked about his film Superbad in a previous season. And Jay Chandrasekhar and the whole Broken Lizard crew, Puddle Cruiser. And as I was going through putting together all of our previous suggestions, Jason, you had suggested Puddle Cruiser in, I think, like three different categories. So what, what's, it, what's the deal with that? <laughs> no one knows about Puddle Cruiser. Everyone thinks Super Troopers, right? And then Puddle Cruiser is this really cool 90s movie about, um, it's kind of one of these, like, almost like a Noah Baumbach kicking and screaming, where it's like these people in college and they're just trying to get through and figure out the next steps in their life. But it it's not as... Uh, uh, weighty as a kicking and screaming, even though that's a very funny movie. It's just the Broken Lizards version of a 90s college movie, which I think that, you know, became such a big genre of like, hey, we're going to graduate. What are we going to do next with our lives? Like, this is a good movie. Honestly, it might be, uh, other than Super Troopers, my my favorite of the Broken Lizard movies. So I, I recommend it. I, I I think it's worth tracking down, especially if you like Super Troopers. Yeah, I feel like favorite Broken Lizard movie is not really a like... I mean, look, they've done some bad ones, but I like both the Super Troopers movies. I know Dave does too. And then this movie's movie's good even if you don't watch any of their other movies. This is just a good, cool, like 90s college movie, you know? And this is probably their most um, down the middle or mainstream, um, you know, attempt. All right. So, Jason, really, really making a strong argument puddle cruise it's a good movie i'm gonna stick by that uh i right. i'm glad you mentioned- i haven't seen it i'm i'm sort of underwhelmed with broken lizard overall and i definitely don't feel like they're notable enough to be picked as the the, the debut of of something important but i i believe you that it's a good movie yeah no i i think that's fine josh but you know as we talked about it on that that thing you do Sometimes it's just nice to have a nice, uh, fun movie in the background. And this is one of them. I just also wanted to point out, and I'm glad you mentioned it, uh, Greg Matola, The Day Trippers is an awesome movie, is a great movie. Um, you could have done this for 96 or 97. One movie you did leave out, Josh, Mike Judge, Beavis and Butthead Do America. Yeah, that's true. I, I do love Beavis and Butthead uh, and, and Mike Judge. As a filmmaker, Mike Judge is maybe uneven, but um, and he's more of a TV guy, but I do enjoy that Beavis and Butthead movie quite a bit. And I'm excited for the forthcoming Beavis and Butthead revival on Comedy mm. Central that we're going to get soon. So our box office flop episode was The Island of Dr. Moreau, which we had a lot of fun talking about. And there's a whole fascinating history with that film. Go listen to that episode. Other possibilities we talked about were Mary Riley, the ill-fated version of, is it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde starring uh, Julia Roberts? Barb Wire starring Pamela Anderson, which I think could have been a lot of fun. The Phantom starring Billy Zane, the, the sort of failed superhero franchise starter. The Stupids starring Tom Arnold and directed, I think, by John Landis. And Ed starring Matt LeBlanc and a chimpanzee. So 
Uh, maybe a shame that we don't have more chimpanzee-related movies. To especially talk about. in the in the '90s, right? You have a lot of uh, Dunstan checks in and Ed and was their first primate. That sounds like one that might have happened. But yeah, Ed Ed with um, yeah, I don't know why he's a baseball playing monkey, isn't he, or chimpanzee? So yeah, um, he is, and and that's another thing. A lot of baseball playing and and sports playing animals in the '90s. Yeah, so. um, another uh, subgenre. Pamela Anderson movie star, Barb Wire. So well, there are lots of avenues to explore here. There are, but I thought we we explored some interesting ones with Dr. Moreau. Have, has anyone ever seen any of these? Have, I mean... I, I haven't... I, you know what? I, I take it back. I saw The Phantom in theaters because I was a big superhero and comic book fan, even though I hadn't read that particular comic book. But at that time, it unlike now when there's comic book movies every other week... It was rare to have a superhero movie, so I went to see it, and I don't remember being that into it, but I really don't remember much about it at all. Dave, big fan I'm of the sure stupids? I, I, no, I, I don't think I ever saw that. I'm sure I saw The Phantom, though, but in yeah, the theater. It, it, has, it has its fans. I used to have um, the same manager as John Landis. I should have poked and prodded and been like, hey, can I talk to him about the stupids? <laughs> yes, I'm I'm sure John Landis's favorite topic of conversation yeah. is the stupids. Yeah, he hasn't done anything beyond that, right? He, not at all. No not Animal House, no Blues all. Brothers, no. no Thriller. So Nothing, nothing important, really. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Palm d'Or winner at Cannes, which is Mike Lee's Secrets and Lies, which I think is one of the best movies that we talked about this season. Other movies in competition at Cannes in 1996 included Lars von Trier's Breaking the Waves, David Cronenberg's Crash, which we also talked about, um, the Coen Brothers' Fargo, which was a movie that came up a lot, uh, Robert Altman's Kansas City, and uh, Ridicule by Patrice Leconte, a, a French filmmaker who uh, I like a lot, although I haven't seen that one, uh, nor have I seen Kansas City, but Fargo is great, of course. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think when we look back at this season, and you know, we did No Country in 2007, the uh, the big glaring film that we leave out, you know, even with the potential upcoming bonus content, is going to be Fargo. That's the one that I think people will be like, "Dude, how did you miss that one?" Yeah, right. and it's not that we missed it; we're very aware of it, and I think we all love it. Um, but in part, we wanted to to vary and not talk about the same filmmakers other than Rob Reiner who we enjoy <laughs> yeah. talking about all the <laughs> yeah. time we're we're trying to we're trying to keep things uh varied in terms of the filmmakers that we discuss hey there might be a Rob Reiner co- uh, connection to uh an upcoming bonus episode hint hint there might be so our documentary was uh Paradise Lost the child murders at Robin Hood Hills which is a very important, influential landmark film. And I think was really the the only choice for this year. But there were some other notable documentaries. Uh, when We Were Kings, which I know Jason is a fan of, the boxing documentary, the uh, nature documentary, Microcosmos, uh, Hype, the documentary about the Seattle grunge scene, which is an interesting film. Steven Soderbergh's Grey's Anatomy, which is a filmed version of a Spalding Gray monologue, and a movie, Jason, that you suggested that I had not been familiar with called Project Grizzly. Is that one as good as Puddle Cruiser? Hey, man, you got you to gotta just lay off Puddle Cruiser here for a minute. <laughs> you haven't even seen it, bro. So, that is true. Um, I mentioned Project Grizzly as a potential because it was. I haven't seen it. I've seen Grizzly Man, obviously. Yeah, I've seen Grizzly Man as well. That's a good one. But it's about a, it just sounded so crazy. It's about a Canadian who works on a suit of armor. 
so he can get very close to um, observing grizzly bears. And maybe the grizzly man should have watched Project Grizzly before uh, he <laughs> kept being grizzly man. That is true. That sounds like the kind of person that Werner Herzog or maybe Errol Morris would make a documentary about. So um, He loves nature, but knows that nature might be his foe. There is <laughs> there only one thing he can do. Utilize technology, the enemy of nature, and come become one with both the future and the past. Yeah, it wouldn't be an awesome movie year season if we didn't get Jason's Werner Herzog impression in there. So. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. So my pick was John Sayles' Lone Star, which uh, is great. And I think uh, I was glad that uh, we all appreciated that film. Other ones that I thought of, uh, Terry Gilliam's 12 Monkeys. But of course, we've, we've recently talked about Terry Gilliam and Wes Craven's Scream. And uh, I had a Wes Craven film as my pick in 94 with New Nightmare. So wanted to kind of vary that. And movies that we mentioned previously, Bound from the Wachowskis and Fargo uh, as well. So I, I went with a movie that was a little lesser known, and I thought that was uh, that was the way to go. And we all appreciate it, Josh. Uh, that was a good film. Really Thank nice you. movie. Thank you. Uh, our foreign film pick was the Oscar-winning Kolya, which Jason uh, was a big advocate for, and eh, not great. Yeah, but um, I think maybe it did capture this kind of thing in the 90s where like we talked about with that thing you do is like eh, it's another uh, fine uh, you know fun little piece things happen eh, or maybe a little but hey whatever I uh, I liked it it won an Oscar we hadn't done an Oscar winner for foreign film before it's a Czech film uh, so in your face Josh yeah no it's not a bad pick and really um, looking through our other options uh, other ones that we discussed were uh, Drifting Clouds from the Finnish director Aki Korosmaki which uh, I don't think I've seen any of these actually in this list, but I have seen at least one other Karasmaki film. Uh, Eric Romer's A Summer's Tale. And Eric Romer, of course, is a very important French director, but mo more in, in eras uh, prior to this, I think. Uh, I think I had suggested Goodbye, South Goodbye from Ho Shao Shen, uh, which I haven't seen, but I've seen, I think, one other of his films. And then the French film uh, Ponette, which was notable for its uh, performance by its uh, four-year-old lead, and uh, I haven't seen that one either. Have you seen any of those, Jason? No, but I mean, look, we, this was a battle we should have had. Ponette versus Kolya. Who is the better <laughs> young lead? Because we know you trashed little Kolya, Josh. That's shame, true. Shame on you. So, Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Ponette, but maybe I'll have <clears> to watch it and see if, uh, see if she does a better job than Kolya did. So, Jason, uh, do you want to talk about your pick and what else yeah. we're considering? Yeah, I took swingers, and uh, I feel like that was a good decision. And Josh, you really showed your ass on that one uh, <laughs> with uh, just your bashing. But I feel like uh, one of the quintessential movies of the 90s, one of the quintessential indies of the 90s, and a movie that, uh, once again, uh, Dave, you were on such a roll at the beginning of the season until it was your choice, you know, of picking uh, good movies and we'll, we'll offering fine opinions. Uh, my other <laughs> things that I were thinking uh, – Sling Blade, which, you know, was one of our uh, audience choice um, nominees for well, what I really think I should do is direct that movie. I just was blown away by and I wonder how it does hold up now. People versus Larry Flint, I think, is maybe the most underrated of these critically acclaimed films and one of Milos Forman's best and uh, really awesome acting with Woody Harrelson, Edward Norton and Courtney Love. Just I think they all hit it out of the park. A uh, few others, Trees Lounge, which was, again, in our audience choice. But what I really want to do is direct, which I love that movie. I just watched that again um, recently. And um, every performance is just 
stellar, stellar. It's a great 90s indie movie. There is a relationship that we would have to discuss uh, that is uh, problematic, but uh, a great movie beyond that. And uh, Dave, maybe that's a piecing it together episode right there. The two others, we've done Steven Soderbergh before. So um, I, uh, I, I did have Schizopolis on my list, which is an insane movie. And Soderbergh's like kind of uh, nervous breakdown of a film in real life. But that was an important film in that like that kind of like freed him up for the second um, act of his career. And when he really took off without a sight and uh, traffic and Aaron Brockovich. And then, of course, the last one, a little film called Happy Gilmore, when Adam Sandler was running and gunning, baby. Hilarious movie. Go to your home. (laughs) I will say as much as I don't love swingers, I'm much happier to have watched swingers than to have to sit through an Adam Sandler movie. So thank you for not picking Happy Gilmore. You blew it. Oh, that's uh, that's Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I should I should watch Trees Lounge again, apparently, is the lesson. I remember having seen it in in 96 or 97 and it didn't really make an impression on me, but uh, maybe I should uh, visit I, it. I love it. And I remember when Joseph Gordon-Levitt made that movie, which wasn't any good. He was talking about how he used to like just go out to the movie theaters like all the time and just watch swingers and trees lounge on repeat. So, um, (laughs) I really love that movie. I do, you know, so it's, uh, it's worth checking out again. It's on Amazon prime at the time of this recording. All right. Uh, our Sundance episode, we talked about the grand jury prize winner, which was Todd Solon's, uh, welcome to the dollhouse. Some of the other films in competition in the dramatic competition at Sundance that year were big night, the culinary classic. Yeah. Uh, Great movie. Yeah, and and that's another movie that Jason, I think you had suggested in a few different categories, and it is a it's a nice movie. It's another one of these kind of nice movies. Um, I thought it was funny that I actually haven't seen this, but uh, Freeway, which is the trashy thriller with Kiefer Sutherland and Reese Witherspoon, one of her first roles, was actually in competition at Sundance. Uh, Citizen Ruth and Walking and Talking, which we both mentioned before, uh, Mary Heron's I Shot Andy Warhol uh, and the Spitfire Grill both also in competition at Sundance that year. So a very 90s year in uh, in Sundance competition. Shockingly, right in the middle of the 90s. I know. It's, it's weird that they decided to do that, right? Right smack in the middle there. I, uh, I think we made the right choice. I loved all the feedback on the episode, especially in the uh, popcorn and puzzle pieces group. Hey, shout out for Dave and his mm-hmm. Facebook group. Because, um, Josh, as you know, I had to think long and hard about my... Um, attitudes after this one but a lot of people agreed with me that it's a really funny movie and then a few people like uh your boy uh greg our friend the food critic he greg thilmont he hated it so it's you and greg versus me and the world baby yeah it's a movie that inspires strong responses which is which makes it a good movie for us to talk about yeah uh we talked about the best picture winner which was the english patient other nominees for Best Picture in 1996 were the uh, aforementioned Fargo, yet again, Secrets and Lies, which of course we talked about in our Can episode, Jerry Maguire, which I know Jason loves, and Shine, which I still have not seen. Home run after home run, my man. That is yeah. a, uh, that's a, that's the real deal right there. Quite a lineup there for Best Picture in 1996. Uh, Dave? What was uh, what was your pick? Did you have any other thoughts on potential other picks? 
So my pick, The Frighteners, I do just want to say I've been getting a lot of support for that pick in, in the groups and the posts, even Jason's posts. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to gloat a little But No, I did have a few other movies that you all probably would have. Well, not all of them would have hated as much, but some of them. One one that I'm guessing maybe you guys would have liked, The Cable Guy, Ben Stiller's Jim Carrey movie. Fantastic. I think that's amazing. a worthy, um, not that yours wasn't worthy, but I that was on a future cult classic uh, list of mine also. I think that's worth a rewatch at some point. I've actually, awesome. and I've never seen it, so I, I'd be curious to see it. Jim Carrey, interesting. Maybe not liked as much, the Farrelly Brothers movie, Kingpin. Kingpin's amazing. That movie's hilarious. I wish you would have picked that. I love that movie. Also have not seen that, but I'm not okay. really a fan of the fair. I probably would have hated that. Bigger and McCracken. No, it's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. What a year. 96, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, the spoof, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Hey, no. Hey, this is the time. This That makes perfect sense. Like, if we're... That's the night where, you know, spoof movies were huge during this point in time. Yeah. And then what one more. Uh, I told my Independence Day story during the uh, Independence Day episode about how that was like the greatest experience for me. That small town I grew up in, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, the only time I've ever heard it name checked in any of entertainment is in The Long Kiss Goodnight, produced by Shane Black. Great action movie, although I don't know, maybe some people don't like it. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, one? great action movie. You mean the one that nobody likes at all? Yeah, I yeah. mean, we could have put that, we could have put that in our flop episode. Yeah. That is a notorious failure. Although I have seen it, and I think as as Shane Black has kind of been rehabilitated uh for his reputation, that movie has gained some appreciation. But that's the um, Remy Harlan movie, right? Yeah, yeah and that Remy is Harlan. Remy Harlan, yeah, who has it's, not been rehabilitated. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Get out of here with that. Dude. Yeah, I, I think I thought it was okay, but I don't really remember a lot. But I liked your other picks, I haven't seen I it I wish you would have picked one of those. So. Yeah, well, you know, we, we had, again, a spirited discussion about the Frighteners. Yeah, we sure did. Future cult classic. Yeah, we, we mentioned most of this stuff already. Jason, of course, was arguing for Puddle Cruiser, as well as, as, well as Big Night. And uh, the cable guy came up. I think we maybe came closest with the cable guy, but we had just done a whole Jim Carrey episode in a previous season. And one that I suggested was The Craft, the uh, teen witches movie, which I enjoy quite a bit and is, is getting a remake. So, um, but we, we went with Crash, which I think was the right choice. It was something. Yeah, Crash was a very interesting episode and a uh, film to watch. Um, cable guy would have been the other pick. That's, that's the right answer there. Yeah, yeah, I think Cable Guy is, is, is probably an interesting film to talk about. Uh, our audience choice poll, as we mentioned, was what I really want to do is direct. We talked about That Thing You Do from Tom Hanks, and the other options were Sling Blade from Billy Bob Thornton and Trees Lounge from Steve Buscemi. Uh, the other category that I think I might have been the one to suggest this, I don't remember, that we thought about was uh, TV comedies on the big screen, including Beavis and Butthead Do America, as we mentioned as well as the Kids in the Hall film Brain Candy, which was suggested by a few of our listeners, and the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie. I think we, we made a, a better choice. Um, those movies are maybe flawed representations of their shows, especially the Mystery Science Theater movie. So uh, better that we talked about that thing. Well, in 96, you know, the idea of actors uh, as first-time first directors, there were so many of them that we left out. Uh, if you like any of these, give a holler here, Josh. Kevin Bacon, Losing Chase. 
Matthew Broderick, Infinity, uh, Anthony Hopkins, August, Angelica Houston, Bastard Out of Carolina, Martin Lawrence, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Al Pacino, Looking for Richard. That's a good movie. I'll, I will uh, mention that. And then, of course, Josh's favorite, Kevin Spacey, Albino Alligator. <laughs> I have literally seen none of those movies. So I think uh, as far as reputation and as far as level of interest, I think we made the right three options that at least gave them all a fighting chance to win. Uh, and it actually was a close vote. We didn't mention this in the in the episode that we did, but um, Sling Blade was only two votes behind um, that thing you do. So a lot of interest in, in all of those. And how many was Trees Lounge behind? It was, it was further behind. Uh, well, it, all three worth watching. Yes, indeed. And uh, Looking for Richards is an interesting movie there. You know, it's kind of like a documentary, but is it a stage documentary about Al Pacino trying to put on this Shakespearean play, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's an interesting film. I recommend that. Yeah, I haven't. It sounds interesting. I haven't I haven't seen it in Al Pacino. It's 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 interesting that you are you're naming those and almost all of those actors. I mean, including the ones that we used as our final options were not actors that then went on to have like long directorial careers. They weren't weren't Robert Redford or or Clint Eastwood or someone like that who started directing and then really made it their own. There are people who maybe went on to direct one or two more movies or none. I don't know if has Martin Lawrence yeah. con- continued his career. <laughs> no, as a hey, you make a good you make a good point, Josh. Really, the only one who went on to have a long illustrious career as a director is broken lizards jay chander <laughs> so true he has he's been he's quite successful he's done a lot of tv directing yeah. and i'm sure he's doing well the, and the, Duke, the dukes of hazard movie he yeah directed that and josh that little kevin spacey shout out let's say that was more about albino alligator than him because albino alligator is regarded as one of the worst films uh, ever made Oh, wow. Okay. I'll have to check that out. So um, um, is there a movie? We got some bonus stuff coming up maybe that uh, we're going to release on a little uh, Patreon there for piecing it together. Dave's got a nice Patreon going and and then maybe we'll uh, drop them into our feed there too. But uh, without mentioning those movies that we are talking about covering, Josh, was there any other movies that uh, 1996, like if you could choose one or two, what would they be that we haven't mentioned here? Because I got two that I think stand out here. I I don't know. I think, I mean, Mm -hmm. I talked about what my pick could have been. So I don't know if there's anything else that we have not mentioned. I mean, I have, we want to talk about what our listeners suggested to us. There's a whole list that we can get into and we'll just maybe mention a few of those, but, but what other two did you want to bring in there, Jason? Uh, I wanted to mention, uh, obviously the great, uh, Danny Boyle film train spotting, which is an awesome movie. Yeah. Um, and really had a huge pop cultural effect. Uh, I don't want to say it glamorized heroin because, uh, there were very significant consequences to those characters, but maybe it glamorized heroin a little too much. I never saw the sequel. Did anyone see the sequel? I did not, mm-hmm. but I, I had meant to, and then I never got to it. And if I could mention um, one other movie, a little lesser known British movie, that's really a great movie, Brassed Off with Pete, Pete Postlewaite as like the conductor of a local band. You know, it's one of these blue collar British movies of you know, coal miners trying to do something more than just their jobs. That's a great movie, Brastoff. Yeah, I haven't seen that. 
but I do know those those there that there's a still thriving subgenre of movies about British small town people coming together via a wacky hobby to save their town. I think that's still a thing. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. So we did, uh, we have to shout out to listeners because we got great response this season on our social media with people offering us suggestions of what movies they wanted to hear about. Uh, Some of the movies that got the most suggestions from listeners include, of course, Fargo, as we mentioned, and Bound, uh, as well as Kingpin. So Dave, you know, you're you're in good company there. And Mm -hmm. Happy Gilmore. So that's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Happy Gilmore is hilarious, dude. You've it's never so even good. Seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen it, and and I I'm glad to never see it again. Um, I hope an alligator but, bites your hand. Thank you, <laughs> like like Chubbs Peterson. From Dusk Till Dawn, the Robert Rodriguez Quentin Tarantino vampire movie, which I didn't realize that many people liked. The People versus Larry Flint, Tim Burton's Mars Attacks, which has kind of gotten a, a cult following as well, uh, and uh, and Scream. Um, and there's a whole, I'm not going to read every one of these because there's a huge list. And, and some, uh, uh, Joe Black sent us a list that I'm pretty sure was just every movie he could think of that was released <laughs> in 1996. And we appreciate that, Joe. Keep it coming. And Joe, uh, as we know, has made a lot of movies. So check out his movies. Yeah, we sure. do appreciate that. Uh, Tony Strauss also sent us a very long list, including a bunch of stuff that I had never heard of. Fudo, The New Generation, and The Stendhal Syndrome. Svanka. So thank you, Tony. He also suggested the necrophilia drama Kissed, which I have seen, as well as Freeway, as I mentioned, the Reese Witherspoon movie. Yeah, Tony might be a guy who's watched more movies than any of us. Like, pretty impressive. Like, he's he's got a lot of great opinions in that Facebook group. I only say that because he agrees with me most of the time. No, I'm just kidding. So (laughs) No, we do appreciate that. And Tony Tony has a lot of, uh, he's familiar with a lot of lesser known films that we probably would overlook. Yeah, so we get a lot of good feedback. London Boyd, very uh, good uh, actor who's living in uh, Alaska. Dave, when uh, when he was listening to the Frighteners episode, he meant, made sure to mention to me that he shut it off because he disagreed with me so much on <laughs> my trashing of you. So, but uh, no, we love we love all you guys. Thank you for supporting and uh, uh, onward and upward to perhaps the next season of awesome movie year, Josh, perhaps. Well, but before we do that, I think we should mention two movies that also got a lot of suggestions from listeners that we are going to be talking about as bonus episodes, as Jason briefly alluded to. I think we should, we should let people know what those are. Okay. I'll, I'll mention the first one and you can mention the next one, Josh. The Uh first one, um, when we were talking about our own picks, this one could have very easily been my pick. One of the funniest movies I ever saw in the theater, Waiting for Guffman, Christopher Guest, just a mind-blowing hurricane of jokes and laughs. Yeah, we're going to be doing a special episode on Waiting for Guffman, which was suggested by a number of listeners, including the aforementioned Joe Black and Tony Strauss. So there was uh, some crossover there, as well as my sister Brandy, who always appreciates when we We love Brandy. We love Brandy. (laughs) And our other bonus episode for this season is a movie that mainly was mentioned by our frenemy, JC from the Screen (laughs) Fix podcast, who enjoys uh, bugging us about movies that uh, he wants to torture us with. In our last season, he kept asking us to watch Turner and Hooch, which we did not do. But in this season, we are going to acquiesce, and he was not the only one to suggest Space Jam 
the Michael Jordan Looney Tunes thing that people love <laughs> having a reasons. moment right now though yeah yeah it is so uh several other people also suggested it, including one person i forget which one it was but one person who said please do not cover space jam which i took as a suggestion <laughs> well i will tell you this and to talk about how times change uh, i was talking to my daughter scarlet today and i asked her if she ever saw space jam and she said what's that and i said it's a movie where all these basketball players you know have to form a team with like bugs bunny and she said Wait, is that a bug or a bunny? So times have changed, kids. <laughs> they have. But for kids who were for adults who were kids, apparently Space Jam has a lot of uh, nostalgic appeal. I don't know. So we'll see. Check, we'll see. We don't will judge see. it yet. Yeah, Josh. Yes, you're right. But as we said, check out the Piecing It Together Patreon. We are joining forces with Dave mm -hmm. for some Patreon content. Hopefully we'll have some more in the future. But for now... Uh, as of this week, you can check out our bonus episodes on Waiting for Guffman and Space Jam on the Piecing It Together Patreon. And now, Jason, what are we doing in our next season? Josh, we're going back to one of the great blockbuster movie years of all time with one of the great blockbusters of all time, Josh. We are going back to 1977, and it starts with a movie that happened in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, Space Jam? <laughs> hey, that would work, <laughs> wouldn't it? So. Uh, no, of course, it's Star Wars. And you may be experiencing deja vu if you listen to our last epilogue. We were initially planning this season on the films of 1977 before we had some logistical hurdles and we went with 96 instead. But we're back on track. So we're going to talk about 1977 and I am excited for it. We got a bunch of cool stuff in addition to Star Wars coming up for that. But Star Wars is first up, so that'll be next. And I think that, uh, that's going to do it. We should plug the social media. Talk to us on social media. We appreciate all these suggestions. Yeah. And we'll be looking, looking for more suggestions on uh, 1977 as well. And uh, like I said in our uh, last episode, The Audience Choice, I feel like our interaction with uh, the listeners has gone way up. And we love it. And um, man, what a great season, 1996. What a great um, uh, movie year. If there, if the movie, if the show wasn't called Awesome Movie Year, I'd call it Great Movie Year, Josh. Um, but <laughs> if you do want to find us on uh, social media, which we uh, appreciate, you know, I'm Jason Harris Comedy on Facebook and Instagram. Jay Harris Comedy on Twitter. Go for Jason.com. Is it a website? Maybe. Um, let's see. Where are we? Uh, awesomemovieyear.com. That is a website. It's got an about section, as Dave once reminded me, along with mm -hmm. the feed of episodes. Then we also have Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter. You can find me at joshbellhateseverything.com, at joshbellhateseverything on Facebook, and at signalbleed on Twitter. And listen to our producer, David Rosen's awesome podcast, Piecing It Together, and join its Patreon. Yes, absolutely. You can find Piecing It Together wherever you listen to this great podcast and follow us on social media at PiecingPod. The Patreon is patreon.com slash Rosen. And don't forget to check out our Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces group where we always continue these conversations. Yeah, that's where we got a lot of our great feedback and we very much appreciate it. So that's this season of Awesome Movie Year. Tune in next time for the beginning of 1977 and our discussion of Star Wars. Thanks for listening to Awesome Movie Year. 
Thank you for listening to Awesome Movie Year. Make sure to follow Awesome Movie Year on Facebook, at Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter, and at Awesome Movie Year on Instagram. And if you like the show, review us and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. An All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.